if you're doing a once a year pen test and your vulnerability scanner doesn't pick up that issue because it's it's a vulnerability that requires post-exploitation, you won't know how that vulnerability impacts your environment until you do your pen test next year in January. So with an automated penetration test, you have the ability to schedule recurring, consistent, affordable penetration test engagements to be able to capture those types of issues more frequently as opposed to just that once a year. You're listening to KBCast, the cybersecurity podcast for all executives. Cutting through the jargon and hype to understand the landscape where risk and technology meet. Now, here's your host, Carissa Breen. Joining me today is Alton Johnson, founder of Vonna High Security. And today we're discussing automated pen testing. Alton, thanks for joining. It's great to chat to you again. Now, we will be linking the interview that we did on the Challenger interview with the Decipher Cyber Guys. So we'll be linking that in the show notes if people want to have a look in a little bit more fidelity about what, what you guys do, but then also a little bit more information about automated pen testing if they haven't thought that they've gotten up from this episode today. Sweet. I appreciate you for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Now, I want to start with, we've spoken at length about automated pen testing. Again, we're going to link it in the show notes. But for the purpose of this channel, I want to talk to you about what is automated pen testing, because I I think that people still get confused about what this is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Automated network pen testing is is definitely something that in the market is a little bit confusing, right? Because there's a lot of companies that will say they do automated penetration testing. And then when you peel back the layers, it's really just a vulnerability scan. So that's kind of one of the things that we're dealing with in the market today. And I think that'll eventually change, but there's a transition period that'll take a while. But to kind of elaborate a little bit further into what that is. So automated network penetration testing is basically automating what a hacker would do if they were to compromise your environment. And to take a, uh, take a little bit step back, right? When we talk about vulnerability assessments, everyone's familiar with what a vulnerability assessment is, right? You have your, your popular products like, ten, like Nessus, Qualys, Rapid7, et cetera, right? And those vulnerability scanners are typically designed to find surface level vulnerabilities. So for example, they'll look at a, a house, they'll go up and twist the doorknob and see if the door is unlocked. And if the door, if the, if the doorknob is unlocked, right, that would be a vulnerability. Hey, your doorknob, your doorknob is unlocked, and here are the things that could possibly happen if somebody was to walk through the door. So that's basically what a vulnerability assessment is, right? But a penetration test, on the other hand, basically opens up the door to see what's inside. It actually walks inside of the house and starts going through all of the closets and the drawers and stuff like that to find the sensitive data. And so when it comes to like penetration testing, the ultimate goal of a penetration test is to demonstrate impact, is to basically educate organization that, hey, not only do your vulnerabilities exist, but if an attacker was to get access to your environment, these are the things that could possibly happen, right? These are the possible things, right? Here's your social security numbers. Here's your passwords for all of your, your, your employees. And when it comes to automating that process, we're basically taking that exact same logic and turning it into code, right? So I've been pen testing for over 10 years and I, I love coding. And one day I just decided to combine the two. And so as a penetration tester, I was constantly flying on site, talking to customers every single day, basically trying to penetrate their network and find as much sensitive data as I possibly could. And so from an automation perspective, we're basically trying to do that exact same process. So the exact same, the exact same things that I would typically do manually are the exact things that we went back to the back end and started coding. Okay, as a penetration tester whose goal is to find sensitive data, 
what is the first step? And we've basically taken that entire process and turned it into code. And obviously, when it comes to penetration testing, there's a lot of differences as you get further into the network. Like you may compromise a set of credentials that, you know, to get sensitive data on this customer's network, you may use those credentials differently than you would on a different, on another customer's network. And so we've taken like that logic and those decision-making processes, right, and turned it into code. So we're essentially automating that entire flow of the penetration tests. Okay, a couple of things that are coming up in my mind as you're speaking. Are mm-hmm. people out there selling vulnerability scanning but claiming it is an automated pen test? And if so, why? And are these people being questioned? Yeah. So un- unfortunately, there are like the bad guys out there <laughs> when it comes to, to this as well. But so in my opinion, I do think it's associated to two things, right? I think from a marketing perspective, it, it kind of rings, it hits home a little bit more. Hey, we're doing penetration testing. And in reality is just a vulnerability assessment. So I think some companies are using it as a marketing opportunity. You also have some other companies who are genuinely confused. I hate to say that because they're like legit companies that are confused with the difference between a pen test and a, and a, and a vulnerability assessment. And I think because of that, companies like ours who will be popping up more in, in the future, as we mentioned automated penetration testing, we're going to have to basically explain and clarify that this is truly penetration testing and not vulnerability assessments because that's what a lot of people are used to, to hearing. And even prior to Vanahai, when I was a penetration tester, I used to think the same thing. I heard of companies claiming to automate penetration testing to some extent. And when you put back the layers, it's just a vulnerability assessment. Or you, you, you talk to a client who say they've been doing penetration testing for years and you look at the reports and they're just vulnerability assessments, right? So there's a lot of that confusion in the market. And I do think that over time, we'll, we'll, we'll finally get to a point to where it makes sense. But I think we're kind of in a transition period because automated pen testing wasn't something that a lot of companies were truly doing. So there's this huge like perspective mindset of automated pen testing isn't really possible because no one has really truly seen an actual automated pen testing company. When you say we're in this transition period, what do you mean by that? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like AI, right? Like you mentioned AI several years ago and people just kind of like, they're like, oh, whatever. It's just another buzzword in the, in the world, right? No, no one cares. And then over time, as we start to see more and more products and technology that incorporate AI, people are finally starting to believe that, right? You still have a lot of people who don't believe it, but I think we're finally starting to see like real world things that are being controlled automatically, cars, planes, et cetera. And so I think when it comes to like penetration testing, it's kind of a, a very similar like situation, right? Automated pen testing is something today that people don't think it's really possible. But I think in five and six, five to six years, when there's a lot of companies that are actually truly automating it, and there's still going to be some confusion, but I think more and more people will start to believe that it, it truly is possible. Okay. So one of the things that's really interesting that you're saying is the things that you were doing manually historically is now automated. Can you sort of list out what the things that you were doing manually, which is now automated? Yeah, absolutely. So for example, when it comes to the penetration test methodology, you would typically start off with host discovery, right? You're basically trying to figure out what systems are active. You do your port scans, your service version scans, you start to figure out what's on a network. And then from there, you start to enumerate those services and those systems to figure out, okay, what can I access without having any kind of information? Like what's, what are some of the low, the low hanging fruit? And then you start to kind of pivot over into exploitation, right? You are, you've already identified what your exploit attack paths are, what your attack vectors are, and then you start to exploit those systems. And then once you get a foothold within the environment with limited credentials, then you start to pivot from there and you start to 
crack hashes, enumerate shares, databases, things like that. You try to find your way to the highest level of privileges, which is typically like domain or enterprise admin. And then from there, you're looking for sensitive data. And so that exact methodology that I used to do manually, we've automated. And like, for example, things like crack and password hashes, right? Typically, cybersecurity companies that have a group of pen testers, they share a password cracking server. And there's the inconvenience of pen testers having to wait for the other pen testers to, to get to finish their session before they can finally use the server. And that's a that's a that's a inconvenience, right? It's, it's pretty inefficient. And in, in some cases, if you haven't done an assessment that required cracking hashes, you may even forget which server you need to get access to in order to crack those hashes. And it's just a a huge like process of trying to figure that out, sending out emails to your your pen testers saying, hey, I'm using the cracking server, things like that. So all of those headaches that I used to deal with as a pen tester, like in that specific, like even in that scenario, we've automated that. So there is no more guessing, right? That's 100% automated. We don't ever have to touch a Kraken server ever again. And so it's, that's, those are some of the, the techniques that we've been able to incorporate. So one thing that's interesting, I do a lot of talks for like universities here in Australia. And the question that always comes up is like pen testing. So I think that maybe there's this skewed view in the market that as you're sort of talking about, and, and as I know from our previous chats, pen testing in the traditional sense is like kind of out the door. So like what sort of advice would you have perhaps for people who are looking to get into the pen testing field now? Because I've often even referenced you guys in talks to say, hey, you should be looking at what these guys are doing. Like it's not just how it used to be in terms of a traditional pen tester, because this is something they often get asked about. And so I sort of want to maybe pull the veil back a little bit and hear your thoughts on it because it's your space and you're the expert in it because I think that perhaps people are still maybe unsure that this is the way the market's moving in terms of automated pen testing. Yeah, yeah. So and just to clarify, right? So we're basically talking about like how someone would want to get into pen testing, like a student, yeah. for example. Yeah. 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 So I think today, right, I would definitely still pursue your your certifications and your courses. And there's a lot of opinions about like certifications and stuff like that. But the real value here is is the content that you're consuming, right? Like you may throw out some certifications and people may go, oh yeah, whatever. No one cares about that. But when you actually enroll into those courses, like your OSCP, your e-learn security certifications, things like that, there's a lot of great content in those courses, regardless of what people think about the certifications. Like there's a lot of great knowledge that you can obtain from those courses. And I think that's really something I would still put a lot of emphasis in as far as like studying. But then, of course, one of the biggest things, too, nowadays is really security research is an ability to demonstrate that you can you can use Kali, you can run the tools, you understand the penetration test methodology. And for me personally, I, I really, truly feel like a lot of the courses that I've taken really kind of helped me expedite my learning and, and my career path just because I was able to consume so much knowledge and apply it on the job. And that made me pretty, pretty skilled pretty quickly. Yeah, no, thanks for clarifying that. I think it's just yeah, getting that awareness around where the market is moving sort of long-term. So when you said before, Alan, like five to six years, like things will be different and you sort of discuss like trend, this transition period, what do you sort of see in the next five to six years? Will we even have traditional pen testers at all or what are we looking at here? Yeah, absolutely. So there's, there's still a lot of security services that could be offered manually, right? Like web application penetration testing are very like popular requests when it comes to penetration testing. And of course, SOC 2 requires a penetration test. And there's going to be companies that will probably get into automating application testing. It's a lot more dynamic than network testing. Just as a person who have who has been a part of like the, the automated network penetration testing and like 
developing that. Even the things that I think are pretty close to extremely complicated, I, I still believe that those things are going to be automated. But in five to six years, I do think that there's going to be a lot of pen testers who will probably focus a little bit more like application testing, red team engagements, things like that. And also too, coding too, right? Because as we start to see more and more automated like security services, which are developed by pen testers and developers, I think that'll probably increase the demand for coding, right? Because people who code really drive these automated platforms that you get pushed out today. So I think we'll, we'll see a pretty, pretty interesting shift to coding with pen testers as well. It'll be more, more important along the way in their journey. Now, you sort of touched on it at the start of the interview, the difference between like traditional pen test and an automated pen test, but you, you did sort of mention as well that people do get confused. What are typically sort of the, the areas or is it the language that people get confused on in terms of how they determine the difference? Is there anything specific that comes to mind that you've sort of seen in your experience, perhaps people not quite understanding the difference? Obviously, a penetration test complements a vulnerability assessment, right? Because you need to find the vulnerability before you can export it. So even if you're a pen tester, sometimes you may be doing vulnerability analysis manually. So there's a lot of a little bit of a blend with that. But I do think that a lot of it has to do with the scope too, right? I've had some some customers ask to do a pen test, but no exploitation. And so that's not really a pen test, right? It's, it's just a, a vulnerability assessment with a little bit of validation, but it's not truly trying to penetra- penetrate the network and find data. So there's a lot of conversations around the scope of what a pen test is versus a vulnerability assessment. But I mean, obviously the biggest thing is really like demonstrating impact, right? By actually proving it. And that's really the biggest question, right? If that assessment is intended to prove the issues, then that's a most likely a penetration test. But if it's just simply designed to tell you what the vulnerabilities are and not anything beyond that, it's mostly just a vulnerability assessment. But I do think that there's just a lot of companies that try to blend them together because they, they can Unfortunately, they've been able to make it through by tricking people and not being completely educated themselves. And it's just, it's, it's, one, it's one of those things to where there's always going to be that batch of bad or misinformed that will be in the, the, the mix of everything. So there's a couple of questions. You said before that depending on the scope, some clients will say, we just want a pen test without like exploitation. Why mm-hmm. would someone ask for that though? Or do you think, again, it comes back to not understanding specifically the value of this? So a lot of times it, it is IT departments that have their own like intention, like their own motives, right? They don't want you to get deep and find all of the bad stuff and, and, and basically point it out. And you have some, um, some, some organizations that are just simply trying to check the box, right? So they don't really want you to go. They just want to do the bare minimum to, do, to satisfy that requirement. And I think a lot of times too, companies don't truly get the information that they need about exploitation, right? When you say exploitation, a lot of companies just assume that that's the worst thing possible. It's going to take things offline. It's going to destroy stuff. It's going to cause disruption. And that's usually not the case when it comes to an experienced penetration tester, right? We know things, we, we know the types of exploits and, and tools to run that will prevent those types of things from happening. But I think there's a, a good mix of a lot of that, right? Just basically not understanding what an exploitation looks like and how that impacts the environment not understanding the value of a penetration test, just simply trying to meet the, the requirements that they need, whether it's compliance or insurance, things like that. But yeah, I've, I've, I've seen that a lot. So you mentioned before, a uh, great point, by the way, that the IT team doesn't want anyone to look too far because is it this, this fear of them being exposed? Is it, is it that? Because then that sounds counterintuitive to doing the test in the first place. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's it it is a, it is definitely very interesting. A lot of political reasons, I'm sure too. But uh, I've seen, for example, an IT person on the phone basically saying that they don't want you to do a pen test. They don't want you to exploit anything, but they want you to do a pen test. And you try to sit there and justify or explain that that's not a a penetration test, but they need a pen test for a requirement, but they don't want you to go deep into finding it. And so, like in one particular case. We were able to finally convince the customer that, hey, we need to do a penetration test. I think you, you haven't done one before, or you've got a lot of valuable data for an attacker if, if they were to get access to your environment. And once we started exploiting things, I mean, we started seeing everything. Reused passwords, FTP shares on the internet containing sensitive data, all kinds of stuff that vulnerability scanners just typically wouldn't discover. And so that did cause a lot of issues within the organization. I've seen IT people get let go and all kinds of stuff because of like things that they said that they were securing and they really weren't. But yeah, I think there's probably just a lot of like political reasons for that as well. <laughs> okay. This is where it gets really interesting. So you've just explained this dynamics. You just mentioned that the IT guy got let go, for example. So do you think that some people don't want to do the test because maybe they know there's issues. They don't want someone like you to like, not ex- expose them, it's not the right word, but illuminate that there's some uh, serious flaws in their environment. And then as a result, if this gets, again, illuminated to executive team, this person's potential jobs then on the line. So is it more selfishly about protecting their own personal job rather than an organization? I hate to say this, but, but personally, I do believe that's the case. In that particular scenario, I just mentioned like the IT guy was just very like nonchalant and just really thought that he was doing a good job at protecting things, but didn't want us to prove otherwise. And I think their like their boss and stuff like that were, were really like relying on that team to to protect the environment. And we just saw a lot of just sensitive stuff. That was really one of the best networks I've ever tested as a pen tester, right? There's just so much like stuff just laying all around. But but yeah, I think it's really more of a personal reason. Like I don't want them to expose how bad I'm of a job that I'm doing and I, I, I got to find them a job, <laughs> right? So Whoa. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So from a leadership perspective, how how can people handle that? So at the end of the day, we do we do penetration tests to obviously find the the issues in our business so we can then fix them. But maybe do you think that from a leadership perspective, it's if we find something, we're not going to like fire you. So maybe... In this particular case, now I don't know the specifics. I'm just speaking very openly here. Maybe it wasn't the right decision to like fire that guy because now other people are going to be worried, and then as a result of them being worried about their job security, they're not going to want someone like you in their in their doors to be like, "Hey, like here's all these vons. This is what's happening." So, I how do you handle that from a leadership perspective? Because I think that. This to me sounds like a very vicious circle. So it's like, oh, I don't want someone like Vonna High Security coming in here because potentially my job could be on the line. And then as because they're trying to protect themselves, they're then actually not trying to protect their business as a result of that. Yeah, I think as a leader, especially like with me and my team, like I, I, I always want to empower the team, right? It's like we're all trying to solve a good problem, right? And even from the opposite side of an organization that's they've got their IT security team, I think it's it's one of those things to where like you want to make sure that everybody feels pretty happy, right? Because like we're working on the same team, right? Like we're not coming into the environment to find the flaws, to basically show how bad everybody's doing. That's not the goal. We're trying to help. We're trying to find the flaws so that we can point you in the right direction to get those things fixed. And so I, I really think it's just a mindset of understanding that, 
right? Because a lot of pen testers have experience where you, you go on site, you, you don't even do anything and everyone's blaming you. Like they hate you. They don't want you to succeed because they don't want you to find anything. So it's really, I just think we have to shift our, shift our mindset to this cybersecurity company is trying to help me. You want us to find things, right? Because if, if, if everything is perfect when it comes to technology, I don't know, like, is that really something you want to see? Because for me personally, if I was the IT person at a big company and I, there's a pen tester that came in and he found nothing, I mean, I would be a little bit worried. Like, man, maybe there's a lot of stuff that this guy just doesn't know. You always want to take those, those reports and, and just start improving things. So it's really just a mindset of we're trying to help and not, and not hurt. But do you think some people's mindset from a pen tester perspective is, haha, I found stuff. Do you think there is a little bit of that in there sometimes though? Like you're saying we want to help and I'm definitely Mm -hmm. not arguing that point, but I do think there are people in there that literally get a kick out of, oh, look how dumb these IT guys are. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think there is that, right? Because there is a lot of excitement when it comes to finding sensitive data, it's, it's, it's really exciting, right? But yeah, so I think from a pen tester's perspective too, we, we also need to make sure that we're, it's okay to get excited, but we don't want to throw it in people's face, right? Like we want to say, oh man, like I, I found it, like you didn't think I was going to find it. Like, you know, you can kind of turn it into a little bit of a game and like a little challenge, but it doesn't have to be like malicious, right? We don't have to try to go out there and prove to the world how bad this company is or prove to this guy's boss how bad the environment is. We just want to have a positive attitude to, to make sure that we're all on the same page. We're trying to find the issues and fix them together rather than cause problems. Now, I want to sort of shift gears and, and speak about value. You mentioned that before, that perhaps if people are just doing a vulnerability assessment, certain things are not going to be picked up. You're absolutely right. So if you look at a VA, as we know, it will only pick up like certain vulnerabilities, if any opposed to more of a traditional pen test, but how would a client derive value from an automated pen test in terms of a report? What type of things are going to be shown? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of cool new things about automating a pen test that we haven't been able to see before. So number one, there's obviously the price point. You don't have a human that's sitting behind the keyboard on on a Monday morning after a long weekend, like paying that person to do a full-blown pen test, that's pretty expensive. And we all know, you know, we've all seen the very expensive pen test engagements that seem like it, it should have been much cheaper. So there's really the cost factor, right? That's one of the big things. The other thing too is obviously the speed. So rather than waiting a long time to get a pen test done, you can basically just log in, schedule an assessment and, and get it done. I mean, a traditional way of scheduling a pen test is just chaotic. I mean, you have to call up a lot of companies. You have to figure out when they're available, what's the cost, and you have to figure out if the cost is, if, if that makes sense because they can get to you sooner. You got to, all these different decisions you have to make to figure out how to get an assessment done. And if you need it done pretty soon, that's going to be pretty tough. And obviously, towards the end of the year. So I think speed is a, another big thing. But one of the other things too, right, is because we've automated the process, we've been able to incorporate the logic of multiple pen testers. And so it's very consistent, right? Obviously, as a human, especially as a pen tester, we're very creative. We're always trying to find new ways to do certain things. But one of the problems though, is that as new vulnerabilities and exploits come out, you know, you, you, you kind of have to just memorize what to do when you're doing your tests, which is not a bad thing, but you can't, mem- you can't memorize everything. So it is very possible that you can get the same person twice, uh, one person this year, the same person next year, and get slightly different methodologies because they forgot to do something or they just skipped it for whatever reason or, or anything like that. So there is that consistency as well. And then I think the biggest thing when it comes to automation is really the frequency, right? So you have your once a year pen test engagements and those are good, but I think we're kind of moving to where we want to get those assessments done more often because 
there's more and more breaches happening. The impact of those breaches are pretty, pretty bad. If you perform a penetration test in January and something crazy comes out in March, if you're doing a once a year pen test and your vulnerability scanner doesn't pick up that issue because it's, it's a surface, it's a, it's a, it's a vulnerability that requires post-exploitation, you won't know how that vulnerability impacts your environment until you do your pen test next year in January. So with an automated penetration test, have the ability to schedule recurring, consistent, affordable penetration test engagements uh, to be able to capture those types of issues uh, more, more frequently as opposed to just that once a year. So you said we should be doing testing more often. How often would you say people should be doing it now? Yeah, I've seen companies that are doing it monthly, and obviously that's a pretty good like schedule. But some of those medium to larger size businesses, they're probably going to want to do it at least quarterly, I would say, because a lot of times when they're fixing issues, they typically can't resolve all of the things in just a month, right? Typically, it takes a long time to get everybody on the same page and, and meet, meetings and stuff like that. And so you may end up doing a pen test once a month and realize that your first two pen test engagements every quarter, it looks exactly the same because a lot of the re- issues have, haven't been fixed. So I would say once a quarter would be good. Again, going back to that frequency, there's different companies that have different different challenges, different requirements, different expectations with their security program. And so they have the ability to, to run that more often if they want to. Okay. So thanks for clarifying that. A couple of things as well, just on the automated side of things. Do companies need to then do a VA with an automated pen test? Is it both or do you not then need it? Do, do, will VAs become redundant or do you sort of couple them up as well when you're doing an automated pen test? Yeah, so we definitely still perform vulnerability assessments as part of the penetration test. I, I do think there's a lot of value in vulnerability assessments, but I do also think that penetration testing can, can, can demonstrate additional value that you wouldn't have even thought of if you looked at just the vulnerability assessment results. I do think that vulnerability assessments on a frequent basis, just like they are now, are, are pretty good. But yeah, we definitely still perform those as part of our assessments as well. So would your process be, okay, we're going to run a VA, then we're going to do the automated pen test? Or is that normally how it works? Or is there, and like how, how like soon after do you start doing like the automated pen test, for example? Like how does it, or is it like at the same time you're running all of these things? Yeah. So for us, our vulnerability assessment, if the, if the, the partner chooses to run one, it actually feeds into the penetration test like any extra data, any extra reports that the vulnerability scanner found, things like that. And, and of course, vulnerabilities. We do have the capability to run them side by side, but we rather, so we typically run the vulnerability assessment first. And then once that's completed, it, it starts to go into the, like the, the penetration testing part. And that's just in case there's any extra value that we can extract from the vulnerability assessment. So would you say, Alton, that automated pen testing may miss things? Because you just sort of said before that VA sometimes may feed in like additional ports or things that maybe you didn't know that you could find on the automated pen test or is there a large amount of discrepancy or how does that work? It could validate some of the pen test findings, right? Um, or some of the things that the vulnerability assessment find. Sometimes the vulnerability assessment typically find things that as a penetration tester, we're not necessarily looking for. Very low level SSL findings. Typically, pen testers don't really care about that. Well, people will put that into their reports, but it's not really providing a lot of value. So there are some things that vulnerability assessments would provide that a penetration testing process, because we're not, we're not trying to replicate, we're not trying to do the exact same thing as a vulnerability assessment. We're trying to focus on the big, the big issues that actually demonstrate impact. So you will see like some low and informational level vulnerabilities from a, a vulnerability assessment that penetration tests wouldn't necessarily go after because they don't, the likelihood of exploiting those things is extremely low. 
is not a common thing. There's no exploitation available for, for some of those vulnerabilities, things like that. So there is some value, but I wouldn't say the penetration test would miss like vulnerabilities that could prove to be extremely bad in the event of an attack, if that makes sense. So if you've, okay, so if you run the VA first or vulnerability assessment, and then you run your automated pen test, do you ever need to then get sort of someone manually in for the last 10% or is that rare? So for us, basically the penetration test is 100% automated and completed. Uh, however, we do have a QA process where we have a human that, and like the goal for us in that QA process is really to to drive new development ideas, right? So if there's a new exploit that just came out and we want to get it incorporated, we may want to see at the end of the pen test, like how, what would be the best way to incorporate that into the process? And obviously we don't automate application testing, but we are like building out modules and exploits for web application vulnerabilities that we could feed into the network penetration testing platform just to kind of like contribute to stuff like username enumeration, stuff like that from printers and address books and stuff like that. But yeah, so we do have a QA process that essentially looks for new opportunities to automate new things based on the results of that pen test. Okay, so where do you see the most value in an automated pen test, but is it geared more towards SMBs or enterprises or both? I would say both. For us, we're really focused on the SMB market because they don't have many good options to do a pen test. It's just, it's just too expensive. We work with a lot of MSPs to essentially let them offer penetration testing using our platform. But however, we do have some direct businesses that are really large that I've worked with in the past who have came over to Vana High Security to, to take advantage of the automated platform. But I would say for us, we're primarily focused on SMB market, but there is definitely a lot of value that larger businesses could extract from it as well. So would you say that you just mentioned before, great point, SMBs may be too expensive to do a, like a full-blown traditional pen test. So would you say that in the past that people have forgone doing these activities because it's way too expensive? Oh, absolutely. Most of our partners have never been able to offer pen testing in the past to their customers. And those are that, that exact scenario, right? They, they wanted to do pen testing in the past, but they just haven't found a solution to be able to do that at an affordable price. Either they've had a few customers that could afford it, had to make some sacrifices, or they just haven't done it because they just couldn't find an option. So, um, so that's the, the market that we're after is, is basically helping out those SMBs and those MSPs. So in terms of insights, have you ever sort of had anyone come back and say, because obviously I can, it's a better price point for me, I actually found out a lot of things about my organization and my environment that I didn't know I had. And then as a result, they've taken the most proactive steps to make sure that they've got this resiliency now within their business. So do you think that people have come back and said, because of what you guys have offered has really helped them in their security journey, so to speak? Yeah, absolutely. I think for a lot of our partners, they, you know, they obviously do their best to try to implement security and stuff like that. But I think when they do their first proof of concept and they see the value, like all of the things that they thought they were securing or they had, they had some misconfigurations, I definitely think that they understand the value of a penetration test, especially an automation, automated one at that point, right? Because we all do our best, but we never know truly how good it is until someone else comes in to find the flaws, right? So I definitely think that we, we have a, a good bit of those, those scenarios. So a quick question, when companies have traditionally outsourced pen testing or traditional pen testing, they don't always necessarily go to the same pen testing house, like they'll change it because people have different theories, different strategies. How does that work with automated pen testing then? Or is it what you said before around incorporating some of the logic then? So you're getting more of a well-rounded approach. 
Exactly. The the thing that I love the most about our product is that the the pen test is automated. And so we spend a lot of our time on the R&D side, right? Security research, talking to all the pen testers, figuring out what everybody else is doing, new tools. We're part of you know, Reddit, the next like, community. And so we are basically on the side of what's new, what's coming out. And as we see other pen testers or we get feedback from other pen testers who we work with, because we work with a few cybersecurity companies as well, and any suggestions and, and, and feedback and thoughts from other pen testers, I mean, we, I don't know, I, I, me, maybe it's a personal thing, but I love collaborating with other pen testers on what they're doing that we're not or what their strategy is in different scenarios. And we can incorporate all of that into the platform, which is really cool. So I'd like to zoom out now and let's talk about the industry. Now, I've sold pen testing in the past. I've also worked on the client side, worked for, you know, in a client in their pen testing team. So many people out there in Australia, in the United States or wherever you are, they're still selling expensive traditional pen testing. So where do you sort of see this heading? Yeah, I think we'll we'll probably start to see partners using automation, right, to become more competitive as because obviously there's a lot of MSPs and there's a lot of MSPs that are trying to convert to an MSSP. They're trying to get into security. I think they're going to eventually start incorporating some automation and bringing down their prices, which will hopefully drive people to do more continuous testing as opposed to the once a year. Okay. So if you look at, a, you know, it depends on the price. Some people are charging like 2000 3000 I've seen in the past per day for, for a pen tester on site. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Are people just sort of price gouging now? Because that's a lot, right? And so if you're, if you're doing something for two weeks or you got something for a month, like that, that's quite an expensive test. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you think people sort of don't want their clients to potentially listen to this interview because they're going to be like, oh, wow, that potentially my business is going to go down the drain? Again, does it come back to the selfish piece of it? Because that, that old saying, don't fix what's not broken type of thing. If people are paying for it, why change it? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a very interesting question. We work with some cybersecurity companies that actually have pen testers on their team, right? And I think they're on the side of, hey, like I know that automated pen testing is eventually going to get to a point to where we're going to probably have to revamp our team and stuff like that. But I think for those partners on our side, they're basically using their resources to now focus on like other things, right? Application testing, red team assessments, like they have the bandwidth now to, to offer other services within our organization, as opposed to having all of these people just simply focused on network penetration testing. Again, you know, it's going to be those cybersecurity companies that don't want to, they don't want, they don't care about automation. They don't really want to adapt to like new technology. They don't want to deal with that. And it's, <laughs> there's definitely going to be a lot of those out there. <laughs> so do you think that again, people are selfishly looking out for themselves rather than their clients? I do. I absolutely do. <laughs> Why do you think that's the case though? It's one of those things where they're just trying to capitalize on this this moment for as long as they could, right? Before automation really kind of picks up and starts to kind of eat into that market. But it's it's one of those things where they don't wanna they don't wanna lower the prices. They just wanna keep raising them up. So it's <laughs> it definitely sucks, but we're we're hoping to help to hopefully change that. So it's just gonna be a matter of time. So you're laughing as I say this. Am, am I right in asking? I'm just, I'm just being neutral. I'm just asking you the questions. I'm just curious to know that. Do you think, though, that people are really just, again, focused on the money that they make from pen testing? I do. I absolutely do. <laughs> I do. There's been cases, too, where like 
we've offered pen testing for a really low price. And we have actually seen that a case or two of someone actually still charging the price that they, that they charged last year, the previous year. So they're getting a pen test. They're using the platform to basically make more money, right? They're not lowering the price for what they're offering. But yeah, as far as the reasons, I don't know. I do wish to stop, but <laughs> I think there's, there's going to be those people out there. So for someone listening that's about to engage some pen testing house to do a physical, traditional pen test, what sort of advice would you have for someone? Yeah, I would definitely ask about the processes and the justification for the costs, right? In my opinion, there's a lot of inefficient things that customers are paying for, right? Like reporting. We're, there's pen testers that are hacking networks in 2022 and having to spend 12, 20 hours, you know, plus hours writing reports. It's not something that I guess the customer could change, but I mean, just out of curiosity, like what's going on behind the scene that's like driving the price so high. But on the other side, I would definitely look into automated pen testing. I mean, it's just, it's something that today may not seem like a big deal because things are working the way they are in the traditional world, but it's, it's something to kind of get ahead of, right? You could do an automated pen test compared to your last pen test engagement, understand, is it truly automating it? What's the volume that I'm getting from the automation side of it? And I would definitely just give it a shot and, and, and see what you come up with. So, Alton, I really appreciate your insights and your thoughts today and your honesty. In terms of any sort of closing comments or final thoughts, is there anything you'd like to leave our audience with today? I think the, the only thing is when it comes to automated pen testing versus vulnerability assessments, I would definitely, for any customers or any companies that are actually offering or say that they're offering automated pen testing, I would definitely try to do a proof of concept and look for the impact in those results, right? Don't just look for the vulnerabilities. Hey, I'm vulnerable to XYZ, but look for that impact. See if the report is actually taking the vulnerability and trying to exploit it. And if it did exploit it, how far did it get, right? Because I think that's something that over time, like I said, it's, it's going to be something that requires a, a, a huge there's going to be a huge shift in educating people on penetration testing and, and vulnerability assessments. But as far as trying to just determine if you're doing a penetration test or vulnerability assessment, I would definitely just be on the lookout for that impact because that's really the biggest component of a penetration test is demonstrating that impact. So I would be on the lookout for it. Well, thanks, Alton. Thanks for sharing your thoughts and your insights and your time today. Thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. I appreciate it as well. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that you found today's episode useful and you took away a few key points. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to get our latest episodes. This podcast is brought to you by MercSec, the specialists in security, search, and recruitment solutions. Visit MercSec.com to connect today. If you'd like to find out how KBI can help grow your cyber business, then please head over to kbi.digital. This podcast was brought to you by KBI.media the voice of cyber.